Good crack. Good crackage. And a swig. Oh, crisp. <laughs> Slab of carton drives courtesy from the um, floorboard guys at work. Fuck nice. Moving their floorboards up um, throughout the building because I had a Manitou on site and they needed to get their floorboards to level four. They would have had to walk them up the stairs. What a Manitou. A Manitou. It's like a forklift essentially. It's yeah. like a forklift slash a crane. And um, I was using it for another task and they came past and I just sort of said to him, look, boys, I can get that up there for you. I'll make your job a hell of a lot easier. You'll be here for two hours rather than eight. And they said, oh, fuck, would appreciate that. No skin off mine. I was just more operating, you know, more good work for me just driving the matter two rounds. So I got it done, a couple of slabs, one for me, one for Chris, so for dogging the load. So shout out to Burnt or Chris for dogging those loads for us. Cheers. Fuck, shout out. Free piss always uh, never a bad thing, is it? And here's the Carlton's. So really appreciate that. Uh, we've got a huge pot to get through tonight, Steve. Let's uh, let's be honest. So ready to crack in? Clap it in. On three, two, two one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think earlier in the week, Adelaide had come out and said it's going to be a low-scoring game. So they're, they're pretty straight to the word. They don't talk a lot of uh, smoking shadows behind the, behind the window. Say that again. Oh, no. And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the Draft Legends family playing at home. We are back, and you are listening to another episode of the Supercoach Draft Legends. Uh, good to have the footy back this week. Let's be honest, clap that in. Great the audience loves that. Good to have the Draft Legends Supercoach League officially back. Round one. Draft Legends out the way. We had some big winners, Steve. We had some sore losers. Um, a lot to get through tonight, so let's get stuck in. I am your host, Mr. Untouchable. And joining me again tonight, my co-host, the big mother fucking popper chronic track. Let's go. Fire up. Let's fucking go. Dream a pleasure to be here. You said it all uh, very well, my friend. Week one's over. It's in the book. Teams are sorted. Some big winners, some big losers. What are we? Five third or here on uh, Wednesday, 23rd of March. Early record time. Early record. Shout out for no gym classes tonight. Shout out. Shout out. Um, school tonight instead later on, which uh, I'm not too sure is much better. Um, mate, big... Big results from head to head week, uh, week one. Let's fire up. Stone Grape, a lot to get through. We're actually going to be rushing through this because you have some schooling to that's attend a, that's to. That's all right. We don't need to rush. We'll, uh, we'll do it for the people. Well, we'll move it forward as quickly as we possibly can. So we're not going to fuck around chit chatting now. We're going to get straight into the head to head results from week one. The big scorers, the ladder positions, um, all these heavyweight segments are back. So, first. Match of the week was the match uh, head-to-head matchup oh, of the rough. week. It was us two, Steve. It was the potty co-host. It was yourself, the Cron Hunter, with a score of 10-22. Just escapes the pop club. Goes down to Dean Petersons with a score of 12-84, who narrowly misses on a Hutto club round one. Um, Steve, talks through that quickly. Tough week. Uh, deservedly so. Deserved to join the pop club this week. Um, 
team was just in absolute licorice all sorts from the very beginning. Uh, a couple of unexpected outs, injuries on the bench, just people that I drafted just simply not performing, uh, mainly Zach Williams. Who else was I saying? Uh, David Swallow, just sub-40 scores, just can't be put, uh, dealing with that on a regular basis. And after your Saturday night, I think it was, after your Port Boys played, I knew it was all signed, sealed and delivered. So, stress-free Sunday. Um, listen, it was playing for waiver picks then, wasn't it, at that stage, really? So, not much you can do. Absolutely pull my pants down, credit, so congrats to you. Credit to you. Thank you very much. Credit to you. It was a, it was a hit. It was a really big hit out. Um, I was fortunate enough this week to get the chocolates, and I got you at a depleted outfit. Could not have got you at a better time. A um, couple of weeks from now, I would not walk, want to walk into you. So, I know it's better and brighter pastures and futures ahead, but... I walked in you at a great time, and credit to yourself, Steve, because I, even though there's no rule about this, so maybe we should um, put it out there to the league considering all the dramas that have been going on now, but I actually suggested to you on the Sunday that it was over. Yep, um, which it was. I told you it was over, yep. and you said it was, and I, t- I suggested, I said, surely you're starting to tank now from here for waiver the spot. bottom waiver yeah, spot. Now, right. I actually didn't think that was a problem at all. Like, do you think it's an issue? Uh, listen, because the, there's no percentage this year, you know that it yeah? goes off points, total points, force. there's no percentage. So, it's so I think it entices everyone now to roll the dice, fire a few shots. Um, if you start something, they get you 30, or they might just pop up for a hundy. That point might be the uh difference coming into the pointy end. So, you hey, could just start your non starters that were on your uh, on your bench, just start them on the field, bring your starters off. You probably would have scored 600, but at the end of the day, there's no percentage boost for me. I'm not sure Correct. if people are around that yet. But finals it's aren't now determined yep. uh, by – they're not de- uh, filtered by, uh, determined by percentage. It's determined by points scored. It will simply reward the highest scoring teams if it comes down to um, people finishing on equal wins. Yep. It will be the highest scoring team on the year will finish in first. Not percentage here because I, I wanted to rule out the chances of people not setting lineups, et cetera. Cheap percentage boost. Well, it's now on the actual site. There's no more percentage column. It's now points scored. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So either... Oh, if people you, would have jerried by now then. Surely would have jerried by now, I'm thinking. But, I mean, it was tight down the bottom. I mean, but what cre- was it? Credit to yourself on that note. You actually said, I'm not about that. I wasn't about that. I said, you know, I was still going for points. Here's what it is. Can't do it week one. I knew I was going to finish in the bottom five of a waiver pick anyway. And mm-hmm. as we'll touch on in waivers later, I didn't think there was... It wasn't... As sexy a waiver as I thought it was going to be. A lot of names that scored well that you're like, ah, oh, pick holes in them, I guess. So I mm. didn't think there was much of a thing. Roll the dice. And happy to escape the pop club first and foremost. Yeah, definitely. And I've got you round 20, uh, round 18, uh, round 19, sorry, third tryout. I've got you round 19 this year, Steve. You're the only man I play twice this season. So whoever you play in round one, you will play again one more time for the end of the season. I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a much better hit out. Absolutely. But thank you for the game. Um, next game, we've got the blocks as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Everyone's happy about that here. Next game up, we've got the Blazers. Shout out Demi Lovato. Shout out Willie Rioli. All the Blazers playing at home. Uh, the 2022 Blazers with a score of 1257 defeats. It was simply the hottest man on the planet last week. And in the crypto coach who comes out with a 1023. Wasn't good enough from the crypto. We both backed him uh, on the pod. 
Uh, he was on a caller on the pod. Call out, dropped a mic on us. Bit of disrespect, but we paid it because of how on he's been this off season, and he dishes up the sort of round one performance. Uh, similar score on your my match up there. Crypto never really in with a sniff. Um, got smacked around by the Blazers. The Blazers want some respect on his name, deservedly so. Um, yeah, ten twenty three, ten twenty two, pretty much same score as myself. That bottom portion of the ladder, really got to pick their shit up uh, week two. We've got the division killer, 12.05. Again, another hot man in the press. Uh, defeats the king of the north. King of the north. Cotton. Uh, with a score of 10.31. I know Lacos was quietly happy about that. And, and and Sim, no doubtly, he wasn't quietly disappointed, but he would have been disappointed with that loss. There's some history there between the division killer and king of the north. King of the north obviously ruled out the division killer early um, in terms of making finals last season. He was correct, but definitely disrespect shown at the division killer's name. Division killer went on to beat him that year, and he's also beaten him this year. He's two from two. He'd be happy with that. Shout out King of the North, though. He's having some injury dramas at the moment. We'll go through that later. But, yeah, that was a good matchup to watch, actually. Uh, obviously, it didn't keep track of it. I'm tipping it was a lot closer than what this scoreline suggested as such. Well, you had Salem go down the first five Ah, uh, that's five right. Seconds. And Langford and as well. Langford, yeah, that so that stinks. That, it would have been stinks. a lot closer than it actually was in the end. Because that, that's, that's nearly a couple of hundred points there, and he lost by 170. So it would have been line ball. It's a tough, tough pill to swallow. We all get injuries. We're all going to deal with them. It's uh, just how, how about you navigate through the waters in that time, I guess. Another man who's been in the waters this week is Scribe V3, the reigning defending Scribe from last season with a score of 12-23. Look, no shame in this. Great he goes to the coach of the of the decade. Or someone's calling him the coach of the century this week. Coach of the century. Someone brought that up. I'm not too sure. We'll have to we'll have to have a look through some numbers before we start putting him the coach of the century. But he's definitely the ca- coach of the decade, and that's the Wanners with a score of 13, 11. Steve, we have our first huddo for the year. Congratulations Big to Heath George, there. Heath Wanamiri's, the Wanners. What a score to open up the year. Steve, how did you see that game? Uh, I thought it described very unlucky. That probably gets done against most other teams any other week. 12-23, nothing to be ashamed of. Wanners just clinical, really. Spent the whole weekend over in Ireland um, drinking for St. Paddy's Day. So shout out to uh, all those boys over there. Monster, great matchup. Probably the uh, matchup of the week uh, for mine as well. So congrats to the Wanners here. Moves into first place. Well done, both boys. Uh, our next match here. This is my man on the season. This is my man on the season. I'm claiming him as my man. I've tipped him to bounce into the eight this season for a finals berth. He's come out. He scored a huddo in his first round. It's the baggies with a score of 13-07. He, he huddos up. Bang. And he defeats Bluey's Backyards, the cum stain of the league, with a score of 11.62. One of the biggest rivalries in sport and the draft legends. And look, it, it was close to head-to-head matchup of the week. A couple of DV legends there. Uh, the Baggies gets the chocolates. Obviously, there was some stuff posted on the socials on the week and on the grams. <laughs> um, there was some banter there. The Baggies was happy about it. Bluey uh, put up a bit of a sob story to myself, said don't post photos of like that of me. So uh, it's a bit of a call out there. Uh, but yeah, Debaggy's just too strong for Blue's backyards. Gave him a bath and, and taught him really what super coaching is about. Uh, dominant performance from Debaggy's. Great seeing him on draft day. Um, he's going to keep, uh, he's got a nice team. He's going to have a big year. <laughs> when, you, when you're having a draft day like he did, you're having a big season. Big day. And he'd been day, talking about year. that for months coming into it. He was all about it. So, yeah, big year for Baggies. Disappointed for Blue's Backyards, picking up where he left off last year, like a few of the rest of us. Barbara Streisand. <laughs>
Next up, we had Green Demons, the auto draft team, with a score of 1046, defeated by 2P Resurrection, 1249. Dominant display there from 2P, getting his, uh, his season off to a flying start. Uh, anything to take out of that game? Uh, apart from 2P doing what we thought he was going to do, he's been making noise, he's, he's confident. Um, I expected that. Green Demons, though, he's, he's, he has been extremely active on Supercoach. So he, he's doing things. Unfortunately, he doesn't get the result he wants this week or the, probably the points, but making the big effort. So uh, applause for both of them, man. Good call. Next matchup, we had Get on the Geary returning to form 11.53, defeats Can't Guard Mike 10.56. Uh, didn't keep an eye on this one. I do think the controversy here was... Uh, I kept a big eye on this. GF on the bench for Can't Guard Mike, obviously. Yeah, and Can't Guard Mike on extremely quiet on the socials as of probably that moment or roughly before that moment. So Rattled? Um, he's had a stinker. Um, look, he's probably rattled. I'm not sure why that actually happened, but he would have won the game with him on the field. It's as simple as that. So does that go as a cheap win to get on the Geary? Absolutely. And that is what get on the Geary is about. It's about cheap wins, <laughs> and that's the way he got to where he got to last season. Cheap wins, uh, just cheap wins. So get on the Geary. Look, he won't be thrilled about that, but a win's a win. So it only I, plays in front I, of I will applaud the, um, the, the win, although it was cheap as fuck. Congrats there. Condolences to Can't Guard Mike. Expecting a bounce back. Thanks for um, lifting his game, Can't Guard Mike, because uh, coming off an NFL fantasy season where he threw in the white tail about six rounds out. He's he got need- four minutes now. He's got to pick his, pick his shit back up he real fucking quick. He's on the, um, he's on the radar. Uh, next matchup for me was the tightest one. Came down to the Sunday afternoon slate. We had Macon Me Hewitt with a score of 11.64. Defeats Nigel Nunga, 11.12 there. Um, good matchup. They'd both be semi-decent, happy with those scores. Probably want to improve on those, but uh, happy to get four points when you're playing either of those boys as well. Love that matchup. Sorry, I'm snicking up, uh, snacking on some Ritz at the moment, but I absolutely love that matchup. Um, it had everything. It was back and forth, and the projections were going over and under. And Yeah, I love that matchup. Making me hear it too good on the day, but Nigel will be there about, no doubt. They'll both be up there coming into the pointy end. Uh, last matchup of the week, we had Burnt to a Crisp, 11-0-2 defeats. Timbo Slice, 904 points. That makes it official. We have our first Pop Club member for 2022. Not sure if Timbo Slice would know about that. I only got introduced last season. He clearly wasn't part of the league, but... So we're going to be tracking that this year. So just to recap as well, two people joined the Hutto Club for 2022. That's the Wanners and the Baggies. And Pop Club this year, we've got Tom, Timbo Slice. Yep, kids are happy about both A lot of work to do for Timbo, but uh, he's bounced back. He, he can do it. He can he's do been it going off this week. We'll talk about that a bit later on. But um, He'll be back. They were our winners and our losers of our head-to-head matchups. Congratulations to the winners and condolences to the losers. Hopefully you can um, turn that slate around. It's just around good to have the season underway, isn't it? Now Absolutely everyone's got their is. team. You're happy, you're unhappy, your holes to fill. No, it's going to be done. Fucking love it. Going to move into the big scorers this week from round one. Geez, there were some big ones. They popped off. What does that cut off? 140. We like a 130 a one, cut off, don't we? Yeah, 141 cut is that, off. Is what Brilliant. our cut, it, cut off is? 130 we like? Yeah, yeah. By waist goes down slightly. Yeah, okay. So 140, geez, that's just topped the, the cut off. So topping the charts this week is Luke Parker from the Sydney Swans. I'm going to clap that in. 
with a score of 167. Third round pick, 45th pick overall in draft, owned by Nigel Nunga. Clearly his average is what he just scored, 167. Kicked five goals, had 20 touches. Um, he's the fifth best goal-kicking mid since 2018. Wow. Behind Dusty, Petrarca, just the heavyweights there. I can't name them all, but... Um, yeah, doesn't get enough there. respect by the sound of it, really. He doesn't, but he's respected highly within the four walls at Sydney. No doubt about that. That's all that matters. We've got Tom Green in second place. A great pickup from Heath George. Score of 164, owned by the Wanners. Um, seventh round pick, that's value, 122nd pick overall in the draft. He could be the value of the draft, could be the pick of the draft. So we'll monitor that moving forward. Shout out Tom Green. Christian Petrarca, first round, 17th pick, owned by King of the North. King of the North, Cotton. <laughs> um, 163 points. Obviously, clearly that's his average. Um, I passed on Christian Petrarca, I did, as did the whole league except for Scribe because he was clearly 18th pick and um, and also king of the north, but great player. Would don't nice don't want to make this about me, but I was talking up Christian Petrarca preseason, and I actually passed on him personally in the draft. So I was spewing when he scored that. I was spewing for myself, obviously rapped for Simo. Uh, Simo, good mate of mine, good, good mate of the draft legend. So I was really rapped for him, um, especially more so now that he's had a couple of injuries. But, yeah, great, great score from Christian Petrarca. Uh, this man... Uh, this is the GOAT. This is the GOAT. Matt Rao. He's back. Um, he's he's back, back in a big, big way. way. Owned by uh, Blue's Backyard. Seventh round pick. 109th overall. Uh, great score there. What was it? Sorry. 157. Monster. Monster. And Paddy Dangerfield rounds out the top five and score 155. Owned by the Division Killer. Um, slash Scribe V4. <laughs> or do we stop saying that now? It's just Division Killer now. It's just Division Killer. They've come out. We've cleared it up. Um, or somewhat, they've cleared it up somewhat. Hopefully, we can get some more clarity throughout the next hour. Um, but yeah, one fifty-five score there, and he was a second-round pick, a thirty-fifth overall. That's I, I know. Get on the gear. He's not happy with that because get on the gear is actually the next in line to draft. He was pick thirty-six, and unfortunately, he didn't get him. So he's a bit filthy on that. Yeah, it stings. I took Danger. Obviously, pick seven last year uh, to same slot into mid-second, end of the second. Um, pop off for a one fifty. It uh, it stings a bit. Not gonna lie. Who's their next five? Stayed around at the ten. Number six on the week we had Travis Boak, owned by Debackies with a score of one forty nine. Third round pick, thirty eighth pick overall there. So clap that up. He was a slider. He did slide. It's that start of the third. So yeah, good value there. He, he was a slider in our eyes. He didn't slide too far, considering Debackies picked him up probably a little bit earlier than I may have, but. The third round, that's a st- that's a bit of a steal considering steal. from that that score from Travis Boat. Number seven on the way, we've got Tom Hawkins owned by two P Resurrection with a score of one forty eight there. Power forwards are back. Monster. Um love to see it. This one, get your hands ready. Clap it in everyone at home. Number eight, Sam Doherty. Welcome back. Owned by Bowie's backyards with a score of one forty four. Geez, that was good to watch on Thursday, wasn't it? Um that was brilliant to watch. Great to see him back and uh shout out to the man. Play it. Deservingly so. I'll play it for a couple of seconds because it could get played a couple of times tonight. But um, yeah, no, it was good to see at the uh, at the G on the Thursday night. Sam Doherty, well done. Crowd was right into it. Love to mm. see it. Number nine the week, your man Dan Houston, owned by Dean Petersons, with a score of one forty four. Um, fifth round pick, pick eighty eight overall. Sam Doherty, fourth round pick, seventy second overall. Tom Hawkins as well was in the seventh round, so good value there for the big boy. 
Uh, rounding out the top ten of the week, we had Isaac Heaney, owned by Making Me Hewitt, with a score of 141. Uh, 78th pick overall in the fifth round. Uh, that's what you want from your forwards. They're hard to come by. So uh, congrats there to Making Me Hewitt. Absolute steal from Making Me Hewitt. He'll be a good, good player this year, Isaac Heaney. Um, they were our top scorers from the week. Um, but with our top scorers and all those applauses, uh, it comes the uh, the poor scorers of the week. And it's uh, this week's segment here. It's this week's official cut of the week. So we've uh, at the moment we've got Aaron Hall and Tim Kelly who both haven't played a game in our cut of the week segment, Steve, for reasons known to the league. Obviously, yeah. you haven't been about... Aaron Hall, and when he did that string or whatever he did, he was just automatic cat nomination. Yeah. And Tim Kelly, after you drafted him, um, going through the now inverted commas uh, health and safety protocols of the AFL, let's just be honest and, and tell it for what it is. It is the Coco. It's the Coco. He got the Coco, and deservedly so, he gets a Cat of the Week nomination, nomination to go with that. Um, but we're back to scores now, Steve, so... Cat of the week, as mentioned, um, nominees must be owned by a team and may have affect, may or may not have affected their chances of winning. Nothing on the waiver and minimum uh, 50% time on ground. First nomination this week, Lockie Ash, score of 31, 80% time on ground, owned by the Cron Hunter. I'm going to save that cat cue till the end of it. We've got Josh Kennedy, score of 35, 81% time on ground, owned by the Green Demons. We've got Jaden Stevenson, score 33% time on ground, owned by the Get On The Geary. Connor Rose, score of 25, 76% time on ground, owned by the Wanners. Cody Waitman, score of 33, 76% time on ground, owned by 2P Reza. <laughs> Do you rate that? I like that. I like that. Um, I cop that um, on the airwaves, uh, on the social somewhere. I believe it was from Get On The Geary, and that is what I'm going by this year, is 2P Reza. <laughs> Audience loves it. Um, so that was that one. And these are actually recommended nominations here. These people have reached out to me personally on a personal level for these nominations. That's Michael Walters with a score of 30, 79% time on ground, owned by Cotton. And Jack Higgins, score of 56, so a decent score, 86% time on ground, owned by Scribe V3. And that is this week's Cat of the Week nominations. All right, before we do It's the, good to have a basket back. It's good to have a basket back. Uh, love to see the uh, league chipping in. Give us your noms there. Jeez, rough week for Cotton. He'll bounce back. Mm. So between the Walters score, the two fives, rough, rough T's and P's. Yeah, T's and P's. T's and P's to the great man, king of the north. T's and P's. He will bounce back in a big way. Uh, so I'm going to give an honourable mention to Connor Ozeev with a score of 25, uh, owned by the Wanners. Five touches, one kick, zero marks, one tackle, one clang. I did kick a goal to salvage any sort of day, but with 76% time on ground, just not about it at all. Also got injured in the last five minutes to top off that day. So that's, that's Caddish. There you go. That's, and he's back this week, so it's a Caddish injury. It's an honourable mention, but the official cat of the week is... Going to Jack Higgins this week. Um, controversial, but worthy. Did score uh, 56, but listen, um, never seen a cat uh, cat of the week game quite like this. 17 touches, 12 marks, uh, 12 kicks, 4 marks, 0 goals, 4 points. But the main reason he gets the nod here is because of one of the biggest burns of all time to his teammate, Jay Gresham. Running into an open goal with the game in the balance. When the Saints needed it most, Higgins was selfish. Um... 
with a me first mentality and just yeah, just selfish as all fuck. Should be sacked by St Kilda. Uh, should not be playing this week, that's for sure. Put a statement on it. Uh, so he's this week's cat of the week. It's a worthy cat of the week, Steve. That uh, that was extremely selfish, especially at this level. Um, on a personal level, and I really don't want to make things about me, but unfortunately, I'm going to make this one about me. Uh, I have Jade Gresham, and I was following that St Kilda game with close eyes, and Jade Gresham was performing extremely poorly at this point in the game. Handball receive, walking into 50, open goal. It's a handball receive and a goal. And give us 10 points uh, when I needed him. Push and he just booed me. And, and really, I didn't put this nomination up, by the way. This was from somebody else, but um, I was... Absolutely. That was one of the biggest burns I've ever seen. Honestly, people would have seen it across AFL uh, 360 on the couch, all the footy forums, AFL Daily, um, whatever you've seen. If you haven't seen it, we'll get up on the socials. One of the biggest burns in the history of the AFL. Giving a goal assist almost guarantees your spot next week. Selfish player. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. Self, You're right. Like, it's almost as, as better than a goal. Your team first mentality it gets is. you good with the coaches. Everyone's yeah. about it. It's like, all right, well, he's sacrificing his own stats for someone else. There's so much upside to it. Game in the balance. Just add them all together. Um, yeah, I don't think you should play this week. So it'll be interesting to see if they make a statement there down at the Saints. He makes the, no- he makes the nomination basket uh, for the cut of the week. A cat of the year. At the Worthy end of the cat. Year. Worthy so, cat. So we've got Jack Higgins, Tim Kelly, and Aaron Hall in there this year as well. We do. Congratulations, though, gentlemen. Cats of the Week nominations. Footy news, Steve. There's a bit to get through. Footy news. Let's chime in. Chime in where you want to because, oh, you know, well. there's a little bit There's a little bit of riffraff. Firstly, one thing I know is we've got the controversy from Wednesday night. was was uh, Luke Beveridge, Bevo, drilling Tom Morris. Got a reporter. He called him. Got some nerve to be here at the moment. Your embarrassment was an absolute drilling from Bevo. Uh, he did apologise, but I think the apology was straight up unnecessary. Um, reporters are soft in this aspect. They can pretty much say whatever they want at any fucking time, and when the heat comes back the other way, everyone prickles up, everyone in the media then jumps on the reporter's side. Listen, just come off a heart, uh, heart-wrenching loss. Uh, it's round one. He's got issues. Obviously a bit behind the scenes, but I think they just give, he gives as much as he can fucking take. Tom Morris needs to cop it on the chin, and for all the other reporters out there backing up Tom Morris... Sometimes you all just need to taste your own fucking medicine. That's what it comes down to. Don't mind that rant from Steve. Everyone put your hands together at home. That was a lot of passion in that. I do agree with 95% of that. I agree that uh, they do get to say what they want to say to the media and get no backlash and they take it to heart, da-da-da. I do think I'm a Bevo lover. I know he's a big pie <laughs> finger. He lost his shit. He's a he big pie finger. But shit. I think the way he delivered um, the spray... But a spray's got to be delivered spray-worthy, so he couldn't really deliver it any other way than he did, but you could t- you could tell he was speaking out of highly frustrated areas, and he Previous could have delivered it in a, a different way, and I think he still would have got the same message. But heat at the moment, we'll pay it, and Hall of Fame contender. Yeah, absolutely. So after everyone sucking Tom Morris's dick for 24 hours after that, it then he then got the chop from Fox Footy, gets sacked for his famous liquor license comment about a former employee, and the video with racial um, what do you want to call it? connotations? Have you seen not? the racial video? I have not. Um, I would like to see it. I've seen. I'll send it to you. It's, I'm an anti-racist, listen, so I'd love to see that video. He's maggoted and whatnot. No excuse, but um, it, listen, he's just. What did he do? Did he call someone? I'm 
using this word. Just said I'm not black, I'm not Asian. Just really? kept, I'd like kept, to see kept, the video. Went, kept went on. I'll send it to you now. He's, so, a, fucking, he's a fucking dog. He's uh, a snaky little prick, isn't he? He is. And fuck, I mean, everyone was sucking him off for 24 hours. Tom Morris is Tom Morris that. And then it's funny how the script fucking changes real fucking quick after that. See you later. Uh, Licker Larson's comment was, um, listen, got set up by a mate there. That was uh, that was disappointing for one of his mates. Obviously sent it through. Mm. I'm calling maybe Luke Beveridge had something to do with the inside dirt. Bit of payback for the night before. Okay. Conspiracy theory pop there. So Jeez, uh, that that almost hits the um that almost hits the band conspiracy <laughs> segment. So you never know, but uh Fuva thought anyway. So what are you claiming the Luke Beveridge potentially had his hand in that because he is a pie finger, he's a known pie finger. You think potentially he had um some sort of mail that Tom Morris had done that and he leaked that to the media. Not him necessarily, but I mean, it wouldn't take much for Bevo to ask a few people high up, whatnot, get some dirt on this motherfucker. They put the feelers out. I mean, the comments came from a personal mate's chat group from Tom Morris. Mm. So it was one of, you know, eight mates or so. And one of them's one of them's straight up sold him out. I think we should actually, on this, we should get a PI here at the Draft Legends if we have conspiracies to maybe just, just all chip in five bucks, <laughs> pay for a PI, personal investigator, just try to get a bottom of these things and maybe somehow get some sort of news that puts us on the radar because we are not on the radar. So that was, that was a big 48 hours there for Bevo and for Tommy Morris there as well. Tommy Morris may feature later on in the segment as well. Let's move on to this one though, Steve. I know you're big on this. Next, next bit of footy news. Uh, we've got Mason Cox repping fucking sunglasses for a Friday night game. It was dark. Um, and on a side note in a game where the Pies kicked 15 goals and won by 20 points, his stats were Nine touches, one behind, three marks, four hitouts, one free kick against, and 33% disposal efficiency. Uh, maybe lose the glasses. He looked fucking beyond ridiculous on Friday night. He did look ridiculous. I'll pay that. But it's, you know what I feel about it. Uh, we are on islands, opposite islands here, that's for sure. Well, you, you want to put him in the wall of shame, and I want to put him in the hall of fame. So. That's a con. We might have to just leave that one to the, maybe the vote of the crew, that's I think. That's a vote really. of the people. End of the year, uh, last pod, um, in the nominations basket, Mason Cox will either be inducted in the hall of fame or the wall of shame. So we'll be up First thing when I saw him, I'm like, it reminds me of Vin Diesel straight out of pitch black. Yeah. Um, great move for anyone that hasn't seen it, but my God, that was embarrassing to witness uh, as an AFL fan. Just... Step back in your lane. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, last one, Mitch Robinson, Rat Tail. I liked it. Thoughts? Love it. I was actually running the same Rat Tail prior to Mitch Robinson. I have fuck all feathers on my hair. I've got none at the moment. Uh, but when I did have some sort of feathers in the last two years, that's all I could run was a shaved head with a Rat Tail at the top of the crown. Uh, I was running it. I wasn't running the plat, which I'm about in a big way. And yeah, I'm about that Rat Tail in a big way. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind seeing it. Liking your haircuts in it. Like For it. men, um, missing hair. So I always appreciate a nice haircut. There you go. That's this week's footy news. Steve, thank you very much. It does not go unnoticed. You spend hours on end, <laughs> week in, week out, uh, compiling that news. So I really appreciate that and delivering it to us. Back to Supercoach, ladder positions, gentlemen. Uh, we will run through the round one ladder positions. Uh, the top nine clearly are the winners in this order. The Wanners, the Baggies, Petersons, the Blazers, 2P Reza, Division Killer, Making Me Hewitt, Get on the Geary, Bird to a Crisp. Congratulations to you, gentlemen. You chalk up a dub in round one. You are this week's top nine. 
just want to say as well, I mean, from first through to eighth, only 150 points separate them uh, in total points scored. Uh, Chris only a further 50 points behind. That's impressive. Uh, that's a tight fucking league so far. I think the ladder's fair based on what it is. There's only one. Te- there's only two teams outside of the top nine that actually would be in the top nine based on the points scored, and that is our first two inscribed V3 in Bluey's backyards, who have scores of twelve twenty three and eleven sixty two. If they got the win, they'd be in the nine um, based on points scored. Then we have Nigel Nunga, uh, the mastermind. We've got Cargard Mike, the Green Demons, who. He's sliding up the draft. But he's sliding up the ladder. We we slid him out up our draft board. Uh, our ladder predictors to sixteen. Steve he's actually in fourteenth position at the mo- uh, at the moment. We have got King of the North, King of the North, <laughs> Cotton. Um, in fifteenth we got Crypto Coach, who's really just utterly a disappointment. Round one. Uh, we have yourself the Cron Hunter. Luckily not on the bottom. And uh, we've got Timbo Slice at the bottom. We might be reading that out a few times this year, but hopefully not. Uh, but Timbo Slice, you round out the bottom of the ladder this this week. Main thing to take out of there is uh, 13th all the way down to 18th. Poor performances round from every one of the single one of those people. What, 30 points separates, 13th and 17th. Timbo only 100 points behind that. Uh, a lot of work to do from anyone 13th and below. Yep, that's fair enough. I'm not sure if it gets noted anywhere else in the pod, but my score this week, 1284, fell just shy of a huddo. Uh, it's, my score is papered over serious cracks in my team. My team is not as good as that team is. That is my ceiling at this point in time without a full starting team. That is my absolute ceiling, and it cost me on the waiver this week. Um, you will not score, see scores from the Petersons outfit of twelve eighty four any time in the near future. That was my ceiling by a long way. I've had I had players going one forty, one thirty, one fifties, etc., and then players going 70, 70 or less. I didn't have one score between the scores seventy and one hundred and ten. Jeez, there. So I had right. no um, just average. There it was either poor or domination. I've always said in fantasy, how much would you just like to have that even consistency all the way around? Don't need the one fits. Just, just give us scores, 90 to 100 it. from every player and there's nice your huddle. the week, isn't it? Look very, very nice. So not about myself again, even though I've made nearly everything about this pod about myself. Oh, well, fucking, we but, run um, the show, so what are you going to do? It is papering over cracks at the Petersons outfit, so do not let that ladder position or that score um, deceive you. It's not that good. Waiver, acti- uh, waiver activity, Steve. It's always the biggest waiver of the year, the round one waiver. What did, oh, apart from the buy rounds that also go off, but what did we have? Or what do you like? There's obviously so much there. Um, I liked, obviously, Mark O'Connor to yourself, Steve, when he gets back. Handy defender there. Yeah, um, week. I want to make note that our man here at the Draft Legends, the Rapist, is back on the waivers, <laughs> dropped by Timbo Slice for Ben Ainsworth. So it's not about Ben Ainsworth here. It's about the Rapist, Jeremy Finlayson, new colours, number 11, Port Adelaide. Watch his space. Who knows what happens with him, but he's a great man. My pickup of Sam Skinner. Seymour, they're actually calling him the principal <laughs> down at Port Adelaide. That's what I'm hearing. Get on the gear. He has heard intel. Uh, from his source at Port Adelaide, that they're calling him the principal down at um, Port Adelaide. And it looks like he's getting a game this week. Now, it's a big stab. I actually don't, like, love the pickup. I love the nickname. 
nickname more than the player almost, really. It's the best nickname in the AFL at the moment, the principal. Defender forward eligibility could come in handy if he pops as well. I think he's going to be a straight Aaliyah replacement, so I just jumped at the opportunity. I had fucking dog shit there. Obviously, I dropped Mitch Hinge, so um, yeah, like that. There's probably a couple of others there that I missed, but yeah, I actually thought it was not a bad waiver. You didn't appreciate it too no, much. I didn't, didn't like it, to be honest. But, but, Mind you, I feel like I have that opinion most weeks, though, yeah, to be fair. I actually didn't mind it round one for a waiver, but and also applaud Timbo Slice. He's probably made 10 claims Active, there. active. So credit to him and applause to everybody else. Hopefully it all works out for you. We're going to move on to one of the most uh, favourite segments of the show, Steve. It's back again this week. It was here last week. It's back again this week's Mailbag. Mail, motherfucker. What do we got? All right, we've got one bit of mail. Came across the desk uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, here we go. Hey, boys, Pop Junior checking in. How good's this? I'm back. Never really went anywhere. It's just good to say that footy's back. I fucking love it, and I love you all. Just want to give a huge shout-out to Timbo Slice. Probably might find it hard to get out of his ass this season, but he copped it from you two blokes last week. Remind you, us at the Draft Legends watching your blokes head-to-head match-up on the weekend is how the rest of the world felt when watching Hawthorne v North Melbourne. Fair call. Fair point. Talk about wanting to get a few KFC buckets, eat them, then Jafung chuck them in there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to Timbo Slice. He has made a waiver waiver claim after waiver claim, clearly giving a fuck about this season, even hit me up asking me if I would be interested in training Jermaine Jones within two hours after the waiver drop. Love his enthusiasm and good to have you on board this season. So for everyone listening at the moment... Just stop what you're doing and put your two hands together and give a little clap for Timbo Slice. It's a fair call. He's back on the point. He listened last week in his action. That's all we ask. You know he listened last week? I'm assuming he did. Well, he hadn't for a good week. And he actually hit me up on the socials last night. Told me to relay this back to you. The mail's not finished, by the way. He told me to relay this information to you. He said, please tell Spittles that I've actually grown a set and listened to the pod. Fuck me, what a roast. <laughs> um, taken on board and moving forward. So you appreciate it. Again, another applause for Timbo Slice. Been super active this week. And finish off a bit of mail here. We've got Green Demons, your fung shat, and no one gives a fuck about your Triple M story from Tuesday morning. On that note, I'm interested to see what your bloke's go-to radio station is. Cheers, the Backyarders. Thanks, Marcus. That's a great bit of mail there from Marcus. Very, uh, very love. A lot of unpack there. Footy's back. Love that. Um, our match head-to-head matchup was not worthy of a head-to-head matchup of the week. Fair no. to say. No, it was. Timbo Slice back in action. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, favorite radio station. What's your go-to dream? Triple J. Triple J. Triple J. All day, every day. I'm not round radio very often, but I love listening to Triple J in the morning. Um, on the way to work, the Monday mix. Uh, look, it has it all. So Triple J for mine. Shout out to Making Me Hewitt who actually got me on Triple J after the hot breakfast can there program. I was looking for a new station and I uh, have not looked back. Um, and a few other people have jumped on board. So if you're out there listening, you like a good tune. Look, you have to get some, through some pretty fucking rank chat. But apart from that... No one's perfect. No one's perfect. Apart from that, look, it's, it's just great... Balance of tunes and, and shit talk. And the mail's good. Dave Marchese, I don't mind him reading the mail. So. Uh, Bryce, Bryce and Ebony in the morning, by the way. Quick plug to them. Shout out. Love them. Bryce uh, and Ebony. Good combo. Shout out. Another big listeners. 
Absolutely, they are. Uh, my go-to, if I'm feeling I am a bit of talk back, love some classic SEN straight up. And then mm. it's mood dependent after that for myself, really. Well, um, don't sit on the fence, Splinters. What would you go with an FM station? I'll go gold. Not bad. We've got gold 104. Um, it's, low it's low risk, low reward, but it, I'll pay it that. It is. As I said, I'm more a, a potty listener, so when I do, it's definitely after a few beers on the way home, sun shines out, so yeah, that's probably if I had to choose anyway. Is there a song you like hearing on it mm. in particular that comes on? I'm very mood dependent like that. Like, give me a few beers and I can get right into just about fucking anything, really. I love Springsteen. Springsteen quality, just anything, anything with some oomph, for love, a long chorus, some long drawn out notes. Um, yeah, when the beers are flowing, that's what oh, we're talking There you on. go. Get to know the Cron Hunter. He's a big gold man. Really appreciate that piece of mail, Marcus, but uh, it is actually not the only piece of mail tonight, Steve. It's not the only bit of mail. Oh, you're about to rip the headphones on and go for a walk, but I, I dare say, I recommend that you stay <laughs> seated for this piece of mail. This one came through late. Uh, late enough for me not to edit the run the run sheet, Steve, for tonight. And I thought maybe we'd like to, maybe we'd like to see your thoughts of it <laughs> on off the uh, off the cuff. All right, boys, writing in this piece of mail because I know everyone is thinking it, but no one is willing to say it. This one's aimed at you, at the Cron Hunter. Your team is just about as messy as the Ukraine at the moment. Got as much cracks in it as a four day Bangalore, Bangalore pitch. What do you plan on doing about it? A lot of call-outs from you last week, but who holds you accountable? Certainly not Dean fucking Petersons. <laughs> Your team is rubbish. You draft the same losers from last season and expect a different result. You have to change with the times, but unfortunately you are stuck in the fantasy world of the early 2000s. You claim the AFLW is clogging up your news feed. Well, sorry to say, but you are clogging up the Draft Legends League. You haven't been relevant for years, and if I'm being honest, and it seems like it will be the same old story moving forward for the Cron Hunter this season. Wow. Is it season over for you lose this week? Signed, Anonymous. <laughs> Glad to see you can put a name to it and have a set of balls on you, my friend. Um, the Cron Hunter is not going anywhere. If you don't like it, simply fuck right off. Uh, don't want to make excuses. Week one caught me off guard. Duncan, Kelly, um, as for drafting players last year, listen, I made it pretty evident. I regret the Jack Bowes one. Uh, I think that's safe to say. It's injury though, so but fair enough. Maynard, I'm happy to roll that back again. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I'd be happy with Zach Williams again. I know you drafted Zach Williams last Zach year. Zach Williams, yeah. Zach Williams, I'd be more than happy. He was on my bus list. Uh, not bus, he was on my um, sleeper list. I back Zach Williams. I'm just putting here. week one down to a simple, just a simple blip in the radar. That's all it is. I'll be there at the pointy end of this season. Uh, fantasy championships aren't won in round one. Uh, any, good, any good fantasy player knows that. Um, well, so yeah, that's that's probably come anyway. from somebody that's won their round one matchup, or maybe not. Actually, I don't know if they won, but um, I know who wrote it. Oh, well, it's it's um, I don't know the anonymous factor. Love all mail. It's um, it says a lot about that person. That's it was Barbara Riddle though, so I got in there. It's and it, it, it's it's deservedly so. There's is a lot of good season, points. Is to it take. season over for you if you lose this week, Steve? Absolutely not. I started off zipping six last last year. It won't happen again. Uh, I just need, like many other teams, just need a couple of things to form my way, and we'll be back. Don't and what do you about plan that. about doing about your team that's apparently got more cracks than the Bangalore pitch at the moment? Do you think there is more than cracks than the Bangalore pitch, or do you absolutely think not? Absolutely not. Yeah. My team is elite. Um, Are you making moves this week? Waiver? You taking the waiver? No, nah, it's trades? pretty clogged up. So on the bench at the moment, got Maynard, Darling, maybe back Duncan there. 
Um, Bose as well. You're waiting for some injuries to come back. Uh, you got O'Connor, who you just picked up. Yeah. So I mean, once we get through, I think once the Maynard one comes back, I think the team starts to sharpen up a little bit. But um, listen, it's one week at a time, one foot in front of the other. Uh, how you doing? Keep moving. To your fairness as well. Um, obviously, we've had private conversations and pre-draft. We were always talking about both our teams looking better after round two. Yeah. Um, you had. Numerous players to come back. I had a handful or a couple. Um, so we we're both looking, not short-term, long-term, but just just, just above the short-term yep. area. So I don't think you have issues personally. Bad loss. Listen, it's concerning. It's, when, a, cheap, it's a cheap piece of mail. Nah, it's, listen, it's a worthy bit of nail, and it's the, it nails a few points, so let, let's put the hand up. But it is concerning, I will say, when John Newcomb off the waiver was my highest-scoring player by 20 points. That is a concern. Uh, so I'm just putting it down to uh, week one, week one shenanigans, and onwards to week two. Do you think you're appreciate tra- the mail though? Yeah, I just one more. Do you think you're stuck in some early fantasy world, or do you think you are? I think you're changing with the times personally on a personal level. I mean, uh, it's a nothing comment. Uh, it's it's a comment from someone that's got um, zero idea really. Yeah. Um, fair enough. I'll yeah. that. Just, I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to know. Well, let's put it out. Put it out there on the social. So, does anyone actually feel like, um, or is that just not a fair? It does not bother you who wrote that. It really doesn't bother because you make some good points as well. Listen, it's hard to it's hard to go on the offensive after you put up a thousand in week one. Yeah, it is. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Fair but enough. appreciate the mail. Keep you've coming in. Yeah, you've owned it. Well done. Really appreciate both those pieces of mails. Um, I wouldn't call this a new segment um, just because I I personally don't think these things come in as frequently. Um, as you need a segment to do. It's a segment, but it won't be weekly. It'll just be basically whenever I get any information that this man um, is back to his old tricks. And this segment is Banned Spiracies. Banned Spiracies, for those of you who do not know, Braden Bant, um, crypto coach of this season, biggest off-season player in the draft legends. Uh, one of our favourites here, first caller this year, always the first man paid up week uh, year in, year out, Bantspiracies. Uh, Banty added again. He was added a few times last year uh, in reference for, uh, to tr- for, off the top of my head, uh, in reference to Trump and potentially making um, like five-minute healing booths for cancer and a couple of other notable um, conspiracy theories. Uh, but he's added again this week in the crypto chat. Um, naming a number of different currencies that he's now exclusively trading in. So we know he's obviously a big crypto trader. It's where he makes his dosh. It's where he makes his name. He's the crypto coach. So he's exclusively now trading in just a number of currencies, and that is XRP, XLM, and Algo. Um, In that chat, he went on to claim that those same currencies that he was exclusively dealing in were heavily backed. Uh, by an organization, I'm not even sure if you call them an organization, but they were call, uh, heavily backed by the World Economic, uh, who appar- apparently operate out of Russia and the Ukraine, funnily enough, and are apparent massive players uh, in the crypto game. And uh, he then went on to declare that this war currently going on between Russia and the Ukraine and Eastern Europe at the moment is, quote, unquote, all part of the Great Reset. 
Um, and he, you know, going as far as detailing previous movements and also predicting the future. So he went Confucius and predicted the future, listing the order of events, past, present, and future as pandemic, war, and financial crisis. <laughs> Bad conspiracies. <laughs> Jeez, merch drop. Oh, Arvin, what's happening? We have uh, a division killer in the house. Divi killer walking in. What's happening? Want to say anything on mic just quickly? Just say appreciate everybody's time potentially. Yeah, I do appreciate everyone uh, hearing me out and um, getting my side to the story and uh, hope hope he can forgive me for what I've done. Uh, Puts his hand up there. I'd love to see that. Applause that. I personally forgive you. I don't think it was a massive thing, but yeah. I think your explanation was good. Cheers for owning up. Handshake. Hand up. Cheers for owning up to it. Nice to have you. Sorry, right. I had no nerves at all. Thinking, fuck, this is going to be a cruise Once I got that phone call, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's a different thing when you're on the airways, especially with a heavyweight of the Cron Hunter. You're um, at your toes, nipping at your toes. Nah, cheers for jumping on. Thank you. Um, so, Ban Spiracies, anywho. Uh, look, again, he's just known for them. So, when they pop up, he will get his own segment for that. Not sure how often they pop up, but I thought it was worthy. Lots to unpack there. Yeah, I'm not even going to start. I'm not even going to start unpacking it. But look, shout out to him to just being heavily involved in the crypto game and um, just keep those tips coming in. We'll keep them coming and um, when they pop up. And XRP, XLM, and Algo. We'll choose um, DYOR, Dior. Let everyone vote on what uh, number one Ben Spiracy is of 2022. Yeah, why not? Done show. deal. Jeez, he gets his own nomination segment. Well done. <laughs> Clap well it done. up. Clap it up. Gonna move on. Round two AFL matchups. Pops multi madness. Yeah, you heard it here. It is Pops multi madness. Smashing. 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 Thanks, Nige. We uh, obviously didn't get up round one, Steve. We hit four from five. We hit on the Blues line, Pies line, Brisbane to win, Gold Coast to win. We missed on the Dogs line, so we started the week badly. Yep. Bombers win, GWS win, North win, and Adelaide win. I actually doubled down after the first match lost. Uh, I combined all the legs, doubled down again, and lost that on night two. So it was a rough week. I'll put a photo on the socials. I'm putting 50 bucks on tonight's multi. So I had a suggestion. We don't need to bet on every game. Uh well that's your opinion. I'll be putting <laughs> okay, I'll be putting okay. my opinion down on every bet. If you want to put it in your multi, go for it. So we've got a the only game we didn't bet on was the Sydney Geelong game. Mm-hmm. So we've got Carlton the line, Crows at the line, Brisbane outright, Port at the line, Melbourne at the line, North outright, Giants outright, Frau outright. Twenty five on it. Power played gives us thirty five hundred. Bang, and that's Pop's multi-madness. Smashing. Smashing. All right, now we really got to start zooming through it. Moving on to the biggest part of the week, or not the biggest part of the week, but our favourite part of the week. Um, you all know what it is. It's uh, this week's Caller of the Week. Got a big fucking call tonight, Steve. You know that. Let's go. Fire up. You know this that. It's big. Going to get him on the line. Dun, 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 
good 22 edition. Mm. Hello. Hold the line, please. Hello. Hello. Hold the line, please. No. no. Okay, boys, just make sure the audio is clear. It was the talk of the town last week. Uh, it's only fair to everyone involved here at the Draft Legends and to these blokes themselves that we get some clarity on the series of events that took place on Draft Day last Sunday. Uh, it's undoubtedly one of, if not the biggest scandal in the draft legends history. It's simply poor welcoming in the reigning defending champion, Scribe Dave, uh, Scribe defending. V3, and uh, the division killer. Thanks, Thank you. Can we get some, we get some clearer audio? Lacos, uh, division killer, what's going on there? Can you hear me? Ter- terrible audio, but um, we'll go with it. Turn your Bluetooth off, please. Can you hear me? Now I can, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, one chance to have a crack at um, <laughs> explaining yourself. You want to probably get some good audio going. But, this is the um, first time uh, Division Killers on the airwaves. First time of all time. Fuck, welcome. I've been, welcome. I've been on the airwaves before. But um, briefly. Uh, I think that was a brief moment, yeah. Well, welcome, gents. Welcome, Scribe. The reigning defending Scribe and Division Killers. How are we, gentlemen? Cheers, boys. Yeah, very well. Very well for now. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> on Thanks for jumping on it. Thanks for jumping on it short notice. Um, but uh, I think it was fair. Uh, look, Steve and I talked about it last week, but I didn't actually bring it up to you guys. But, yeah, appreciate you jumping on it short notice. Um, and looking forward to your explanation of, as I just mentioned, one of the biggest scandals in draft legends history. So we're going to move straight into it. Uh, everyone, everyone's been talking about it. Obviously, it's been a big topic the past two weeks. The people want some clarity on exactly what went what went on in regards to the situation that occurred between you two. We don't have the cold hard facts, so here's your time to clear the air. The floor is yours. I'll go first. Bang okay. straight into um, it. Love it. Yep. Um, Saturday night was out for dinner at Nando's with Dylan and Cody. Was thinking about going pitch for a couple of days, but was actually pretty nervous because I didn't want to not draft. Um, so Saturday night after I had some Nando's, I made the decision, split decision, to head to pitch. And I only called one person and I had faith in that person who could potentially draft for me. I wasn't expecting it, but I gave him a call anyway. Um, I asked him if he could draft my, uh, just draft my first person. And he goes, I'm happy to do the draft for you but I've got to draft your whole squad. And I said, no, no, no. I just want you to draft one person, my first person, and then put you on um, auto-pick for me. And he agreed to do that. And then I was up at pitch on Sunday, uh, Sunday and I was in communication with Dean and uh, Scribe himself on the day. And I made the decision up there when I had no reception that, Scribe could draft my whole team, and that's it. Okay. 
The community just so there's no one thinks that I've communicated <laughs> with you. I've been involved in it. I, I was communicating, and you were telling me that you were drafting yourself. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, okay, I was so in communication lying. with you, but I was lying to you. Yes. Okay, scribe. You got <laughs> anything to add? You got, you got anything to add? I'm to just going to clarify one other thing. Yeah. Was I going to tell you that I was someone else was drafting? No. Okay, we'll get to that in a we'll second. Get to that. Jeez, scribe. You got anything? You got, you got anything to add to that, scribe? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, when I caught the phone call, I was just like, it was a little bit of a shock, but, you know, I was just like, I just had in my, it was doable. Um, and at the time, I said yes, because, I don't know, You're that's what blood. best friends do, I guess. That's what best friends do, I guess. And I didn't actually, I don't know, I didn't really think too much of it at the time and then um but yeah I just I said I'll do it but I went in with it knowing that you know I've it's got to be just quick picks um and I know that's pretty coming like looking at it now I understand how people like can you know kick up a fuss about it blah 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 um, understand that. So I do apologise if it does does hit anyone's button. Um, it does look bad, but at the same time, like fuck, if we had three auto drafters, I reckon that would be a bit bit shit. Um, and it kind of evens it out. I reckon, like it might sound absurd, but it kind of evens it out. You don't want a couple of sides being lopsided with a you know a couple of couple of like strong teams, so it actually evens it out, I reckon. But it is wrong. So yeah, I think you're just guilty of being a good bloke, really, by the sounds of it, Malzi. From that or somebody, really. Um, yeah, he trusted it was honestly. You that. He trusted you with the team. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one there. It's a tough one. I think Malzi's just uh, he's the, got the good bloke favour there, really. Someone, t- t- Lucas, fix your audio. <laughs> hey? Stop driving your car, pull over and take the phone call or fuck off. How am I going to stop driving, mate? I've got, uh, I've got appointments to go to, but no worries. I'll pull off on the freeway. Give us a second, mate. Well, whatever, turn your Bluetooth off, do something, man. You're, you're on the audio here. Yeah, you or whatever it is. Um, Steve, you want to go through any of those oh, things? follow-ups? Um, how many picks did you give him, Lacos? I gave him a whole team. You gave him a whole team to draft. Yeah, he's putting you under the pump, Malzi, on draft day, drafting double team. Good black <laughs> material there. I just thought of that as well, drafting the double team. So the team that came out was basically who you would have drafted, Lucas, if you were available to draft, give or take, bar a few picks potentially. I'm not too sure. Um, no. Oh. I, I got, I think, three people that I actually wanted. Oh, gee, that sounds like a clip at Malzi, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. um, I have, like, yeah, I didn't get who I wanted, but obviously if I, if he couldn't get who I wanted, he chose the next, next player, I guess. Okay. And then again, it came back to me, whereas I was concentrating on mine more than Lucas's, Understand- if that makes sense. Understandably so uh, as well. So, and, you know, it was, 
I just did what I could, man. And actually, looking back at it, it's actually not a bad team. Um, it's not the worst, but it's not like you know the best. Best. I think it's. I think it's an all right balanced team. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. So it just happened. Like, I'll own it. Like, it just happened. Oh. But, um, yeah. No worries. So, just going to give a quick debrief on that. So, it occurred by Lacos or Division Killer, um, you making a last-minute decision to go to pitch asking Scribe and Scribe agreed to it. Uh, that's basically yeah. how it went down. You gave him a full team of draft picks that you would have liked to have been drafted. Unfortunately, Scribe couldn't get that job done, got a handful of them, and then basically Scribe just picked the next best available, give or take, right? Yeah, give or take, yep. Yep. Um, so, Scribe, you probably drafted half the team by yourself, but as you said, it was best available. It's not like you reach. You've mentioned that multiple times. Um, do you guys consider this worse than the auto-drafters? No. At least I actually thought about. At least I actually thought about Super Coach and the Draft Legends team. Don't mind Fair point. The other Fair two point. Fair yeah, point. Fair the other point. two didn't give a shit. I actually thought about it and was thinking about it for a couple of days prior, and that's why I had to make a split decision to get someone to draft for me because I cared about this so much. But I actually had to go to pitch. Uh, don't mind it. Don't mind it. All very valid excuses, to be honest. I feel Mal- Malzi's been thrown into it unnecessarily from here. Uh, well, I feel like you've been thrown into it unnecessarily. You're just a good bloke on the receiving end, really, and you've copped it. It seems like you're copping some hate, that's all. So uh, I want to go on the bat for you nice and early. All right, gents. Um, listen, you're doing well so far, really well. Do you think uh, what you boys did was in the spirit of the league? Uh, in the spirit. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah. I, I don't reckon. Like, I don't reckon. It definitely should have, perhaps, um, you know, floated it across to everyone. Um, it's no excuse, even if it was the night before it um, kind of um, happened. But yeah, it could have floated it. Floated. It. I was just, I was just worried about my own draft, to be honest. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. The double team. It's, uh, uh, it's a big pressure on draft so, day. So, but yeah, in, yeah, and I mean, well, I went to on on draft day. Sorry, go on. No, 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 you continue. On on draft on draft day, I kind <laughs> of, I kind of rocked up to Christians. Um, I just walked in to get some foods where Christians is, and I just, I just told him off the bat, and then um, I then shortly followed up, went to wow. the table of the boys, and um, yeah, just. Told everyone about it. So why can I ask a question? Why from either of you was it not floated by either myself, the commish, or by anybody in the league at all whatsoever? It seemed it seemed quite secretive on both behalfs looking back at it now. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like if you'd raised it, someone would have said no, or would have everyone would have said yes or no and we would have gone from there. We wouldn't have had the discussion, but Yeah, I think we'll just I think we'll just, you know, we knew we knew it was like a niche kind of situation. Like we, yeah, we didn't really know kind of what to was do it in dis- that. Was it discussed between you two? Should we float this? And was it said yes or no? What was that? Was it floated what? amongst you two between you two? Should we tell somebody or not, and then made a decision, or was it just not talked about? Uh, it was. It was. It was got to get out. 
it was got to get out sooner or later. So did, but you, did we discuss it? Yeah. Did you say yeah. before it? Should we tell anybody yeah. about this? Yes. And you well, spoke, I just don't uh, tell anyone. Wow, okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting okay. somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Lacos puts his hand up. Puts his out of pressure, the honesty yeah. we all do. I know this is red hot no. right now. Look, at the end of the day, we've already said that there's nothing in the rule book. So it's, it's you just got to be honest now and just say it. So you did snake everybody in the league, but appreciate the honesty. The honesty is first and foremost. And, yeah. and the only time, and sorry, the only time I found out it was actually leaked out. <laughs> To be honest, I thought everyone thought I did my draft up there. We did. And I come back, and then on my way back, Mosey messaged me saying, I told everyone that I drafted your team. <laughs> we, we did think for the whole portion of the draft and for the two hours following before Chris got to um, draft day that you had drafted. We were, we were basically applauding you the whole draft. How is this guy drafting? I was amazed. I saw the videos, you ripping up the D4 up a pitch. I'm like, how's this motherfucker going like three minutes back to the D4, going back to his phone uh, and then making a pick and then going back there like off. And I'm like, geez, seriously, best on that day. But listen, I think it all makes a lot of sense now, really. All we need is some explanation. We don't, yeah, look, we're going to move on from that and hopefully, um, you know, you are copying the heat tonight and you have copped the heat over the last week but i hope this interview um and i think the league can put the issue to rest obviously absolutely um, obviously there's probably an asterisk next to your name at the end of the year if you win the ship lucas but it is what it is <laughs> I, th- um, I think we, i think Malzi's resolved of any wrongdoing no i disagree i think it takes two to tango um i don't think i think it takes two to tango there's always two people anyone could have said no i think lucas definitely was um the instigator and if it was if it was a sentencing at like a jail, like Lucas would get twenty and Scribe would get five. Yeah, okay, okay. So you put but they put their hand up and we appreciate yeah. the honesty first. Absolutely no doubt about it. Lacos, you you've you've really the the whole thing don't tell anybody. That's very <laughs> That's where it gets dicey. That's where it gets snaky. But at the end of the day you both didn't, but it is what it is. We I, I feel like we can move forward from it tonight. Yeah, so really issues to bed. Appreciate you jumping on and, and it's actually um it's quite cleansing just to know the whole situation and the series of events that occurred. Well, it's been good to explain to you and get our story out there. Obviously, it's been stretching us out a bit over the last couple of weeks, but, um, but it's good to have finally have some stress taken off my shoulders and move on to next week. Take uh, This week, sorry, taking out um, the Cron Hunter. Well, that answers that question. That answers How do you think well. you're going to go? Uh, I think um, my team that Malzi drafted for me is going to kill him. Scribe V4. There's obviously a little bit of history between you two, so best of luck to you, gentlemen. Scribe, you're actually coming off a loss last week against the coach of the decade in the Wanners. Um, you got the crypto yeah. this week. He's been slagging you oh, off on the socials. Crypto is hot at the moment. Um, even as mm. today. So uh, he called you out last week's pod. He's called you out all week. Uh, how do you see that playing out? Just small fish, man. Small fish. It's all white. It's all white. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Oh, I know. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even worried about this week. I know I'll get the job done. Um, but yeah, firstly, props to our Wanners on drafting a good side. Respect that. Um, but yeah, no, no stress off my back this weekend. I've got it covered. Happy to lose to uh, happy to lose to coach of the decade anyway. Cause uh, he's got a foreign up team yep. to be honest. You happy with yep. your draft, Scribe? You happy with your draft, by the way? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm reasonably happy. Um, you know, I could have, uh, I 
took a little bit of emotion into a couple of players uh, where I could have taken bigger scorers. But um, back line's pretty good. Got a youthy midfield, which, you know, I'm hoping um, that can lift a little bit. And, um, yeah, working on the forward line. So, uh, yeah, all in all happy. All in all happy. I, I believe I can get into the... Uh, Top eight, top four this year. So, um, yeah, there we go. Well, you are the reigning, defending scribe, so uh, I expect nothing less to be fair. Um, I can see you double-dipped on a handful of players on your team, scribe. Coldwell, Drew, Brayshaw, uh, Sarong. Yep. Uh, not Brayshaw, sorry, Sarong, though. Yeah. Um, so I can well, understand that. So yeah. fingers, fingers crossed and prayers up that they can get the job, job for you done in uh, season two. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, boys, let's wrap it up. Appreciate your time. We've uh, got to keep it moving. Uh, team names, yep. explain them. Uh, scribe them, tip, and we all know yours. Uh, yeah, Scribe's a uh, New Zealand rapper that I'm a fanboy of. Um, so yeah, that's going to stick for the rest of our uh, super coach years. The V3 comes in, it's kind of like a gaming, um, a gaming kind of. Um, way of it's called V3 version 3 next year will be V4 version 4 um, V3 obviously because we've been uh, on the league for three years so, so I like um, it consistent yeah. consistent I like it good, so we could good, be up to V20 to get a couple of numbers in and yeah then- it could be up to V20 yeah but yeah it's good to good to see a number in, in the league actually it is is it the only number is it oh I think so, yeah. I think it is. Let's Steve get on to that. And Division Killer, yourself? Uh, no particular reason. Just split decision once again. Um, <laughs> just coming to take off as this year. Okay, looks like, like last like year, it. I think you were, coming into the final series. Just got a little stat for you, Division Killers as well. Last year when we played in Week 16, um, I won 1,100 at 9.59. So just a backdrop to four what's ahead, I guess. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it pans out. Gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. Good to clear it up. Hopefully, well, definitely, it's, we've moved forward, Steve. It's, it's, to, it's to bed it's now. Put to it's bed. nice here in the side of the There story. is an asterisk next to your name for the ship <laughs> if you win that, but fair enough, it's like the COVID year. I guess there's a premier, there's a asterisk next to Richmond's name. They still won the one. Won the- Shit happens, onwards and upwards. Appreciate it, boys. Really do. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, boys. Thanks, boys. Catch us. And just like that, the scandal's put to bed. In the eyes of us anyway, Steve. Well, they did well. Answered honesty. Can't ask ask for much more than that. Really? I think Lacos was almost too honest. Um, I would would just have lied again and said we didn't say Double down. Scrub was um, Scrub was getting the scrubs Scrub's been roasted into uh, roped in the controversy. He did. He got roped in. He got roped in. He got roped in, but unfortunately, he's roped in, and he had a choice. So that's why I, I look. I give some leniency because he got roped in, but that's why. Plus, he was drafting. Who wants to draft two teams? Yeah, on the you, draft you don't day, want really. to. It's tough. You tough don't gig. want to. Get, but uh, I appreciate him coming on anyway. Good call. Needed to do that one. Give him an applause, and the kids are happy about that being cleared up. And that was our caller of the week. Hope he's enjoyed it. Love it. We're moving into the most important segment of the show, Steve. There we go. It is simply put, um, without this without this segment of the show, the show simply would not exist and the league simply would would not exist. It is this week's head-to-head matchup. Bang. Tip, Steve. Where How did we two. go? 
Week one tips for yourself, Dean Peterson, seven from nine. Yeah, I went off. Monster week. I went off. Uh, Cron Hunter, four from nine, so that puts you three up after round one. Work to do. Uh, this week we got the first matchup of the week. We got myself, Dean Petersons, with a projected score of ten seventy, coming up against the Blazers with a projected score of twelve thirty one. I actually deep dived into our teams this this week, and I don't see it being that far apart. But I think the Blazers does have a better outfit than me, and I just think it's too early for me to put the mozza on it. I have to back myself this week. But if this was the matchup in round 17 and we're playing for points and, and the tipping was tight, I'd be picking the Blazers. But this week, I'll pick the Petersons outfit to double up on their win, round one win. Uh, but best of luck to the Blazers. Shout out Demi Lovato. Shout out Willie Rioli. Shout out all those Blazers playing at home. Uh, big fan of the Blazers. Uh, best of luck for this game this week. What's going on with the projections? You got... I got whatever you just told me, 1070, 1231. Uh, you got injuries this week or Matt's got a monster that's, projection? No, that's my projections. Uh, I'm going to tip the Blazers there. He's been it, red hot. It probably doesn't help that i got the principal starting on my field. <coughs> yeah, you're going to get that. These, these will adjust. Uh, give me the Blazers. Okay, give me the Blazers. <laughs> we got the Cron Hunter. Your, Cody, your potty co-host, the Cron Hunter, with a projected score of 9.43, coming off a loss last week against myself. Coming up against the division killer, who's making a lot of noise, coming off a big win last week, and obviously our caller of the week this week. I'll be taking the uh, the caller of the week this week in the division killer. Uh, 12.07, I think your team's still a little bit depleted, Steve. I think after round three, I may, may not tip against you for the rest of the year. Our projection is about 8.50 at the moment. Yeah, I'll be tipping the division killer this week. Uh no disrespect to yourself. That's the smart play. I'll obviously be backing myself to bounce back. Okay. <laughs> Next game. This is really tight here for mine to who to pick. We have got the reigning defending, defending Scribe V3 with a projected score of 11.15, taking on the crypto coach with a projected score of 12.61. I'm taking the crypto coach, and I'll He's tell you why. Crypto. I was not super confident uh, when Scribe called him a small fish on air this week uh, on the pod just before. Um, I feel like the crypto has actually gotten in Scribe's head. Oh, he's rattled early, you reckon? I think he's rattled early. Um, I will be taking the crypto. Crypto actually took him down last season as well in the upset of the year in round four. Um, I will be taking the crypto, no doubt about it. And look, to be honest, no jabs at Scribe here, but he, he did go super quiet after Bernie's Bitcoin call-out. So Bernie obviously <laughs> put a Bitcoin on the game. Um, I think it went like that. Or maybe Scribe put the Bitcoin on it and Bernie backed out. Either way, it's Bitcoin um, and crypto chat for me. Uh, I'm going to take Scribe V3 here to bounce back. Um, no disrespect, Scribe either. I'm just t- feeding the hot hand right now. It was uh, it was a t- tight one there. Could have been a matchup. That were both. You don't want to start off zipping too. No one does, but uh, someone's going to get the dub here, so someone's going to have a win. I'm going to take Scribe there. I was there impressed with the way he held himself on the uh, he call did. as well. He was an absolute gentleman. Congratulations, Scribe. Thanks for that. This one's an easy one for me. We've got the Baggies, 12.49. My man this season, the Baggies, he's making moves. Coming up against the King of the North. King of the North, 11.55. 
Project score 11.55. Cotton. Cotton. Um, DeBaggy's for mine. No disrespect again to King of the North, but yeah, DeBaggy's too strong. DeBaggy's, uh, same boat as the Blazers after coming off Monster Week 1s. I'll tip him. Uh, King of the North just uh, bit by the injury bug Injuries, this week. Yeah. That's the only reason why I don't give him. Hey, the projections are closer than what I thought, but uh, I'll take DeBaggy's as well. Uh, we've got the Green Demons with a projected of 110 coming up against the Coach of the Decade and the Wanners. It's a straight up no brainer for mine here. Uh, it's the Wanners by. 150. I'm uh, also back on the Wanners bandwagon this week as well. Are you tipping him for the rest of the year? Uh, I told him personally, I said you have to earn that respect. Uh, it's not given. Um, you have to earn it. So he earned it after week one. I'm not tipping the rest of the year, uh, but I'm tipping him this week. All right, there we go. It's a bit of love there. Next game. Next up, we've got Get On The Gear with a projection of 11.43. Goes up against Bluey's Backyards, 11.90. Um, tough game here, but I'm going to take it on the Geary. I'm going to give the Blues backyards one more chance. I <laughs> tipped him last week. Did I? No, I didn't. I actually tipped get on the Geary last week, but I'm going to give Blues backyards a chance in my tipping department. I'm going to tip him this week against the Geary's. The Geary's has injuries. Geary's? Uh, I think he's good enough to get it done apart from that. All right. Well, I'm tipping the backyarders. You've got the Geary's. Look, Chera out, Jack Martin out, um, Shy Bolton out. They're big out, so it's a backyardist for mine. One apiece. Uh, next up, we've got Burn to a Crisp, 11.20. Goes up against Can't Guard Mike, 11.19. Tight one here. I'm sticking with a man in form for with uh, Burn to a Crisp. I'll take that tip too. Shout out Can't Guard Mike, though. Let's let's just get uh, CJ Jeff on the, be- on the on the field, though. <laughs> that one was a stinker. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Next. Rounding out the week two action, we've got Timbo Slice with a nice handy projection. 11.99 goes up against Nigel Noonga, 11.35. Do you dare tip the upset? I dare. Can you pull the T-Rig? Noonga burned me last week, so I'm sticking with Noonga again. He burnt you, so you're stinging with him. That makes sense. But, um, well, he burnt me, so I don't think he, I don't think he can perform... Um, Paulie twice in a, twice in a row. I'll make a headline. <laughs> I'll make a headline. Timbo Slice been doing fucking plants on the uh, on the waiver this week. Been doing plant on the socials. Timbo Slice for mine up against the Noonga, who I actually gave no respect to the Noonga in my ladder predictor. Nor did I give Timbo Slice any respect. But this is strictly for content. And look, you know what, Timbo Slice, here's a chance. As uh, Timbo Slice for mine up against the. The reigning grand finalist of last year, the mastermind, Nigel Nunga. That no, should be a good No matchup. shields for a lot of players here as well. Uh, yes, let's call him up as well. So Timbo the- Slice actually has a shield now. He's got the Geelong hoops. Does he? Yeah, Nigel Nunga doesn't have one. Get on the Geary does not have one. Blue's Backyards does not have one. DeBaggies does not have one. Yourself, Steve, does not have one. I do not. Um, and we've seen some new ones, obviously, from Timbo Slice this week. The division killer had one uh, last week. So, yeah, look, get him in. Green Demons, respect to that one as well. He's going the old Vic Bick. Yeah, Stockston, love that from Green Demons. Um, so, yeah, some nice ones in there. Um, you know what that means, Dremo? I do know what that means, and that means we're moving on to our most important segment of the most important segment of the show. It is simply the one that every cunt here is watching. It is this week's Head Down the Week! Up. Making me Hewitt 
with a projected score of 11-0-3, goes up against 2P Resurrection, 12-17. Both got wins in round one. Will be looking to keep the ball rolling with the second win uh, in a row to start off the season. Both season coaches, so don't expect the pressure to get to either one. Healthy projections for each. Great mates. The clear head-to-head matchup for this week. Anything to add, Dreamer? No, but I'm going to let you tip first. Okay. You know what? I'm tipping Make Me Hurt. Um, I tipped them both last week. 2P Reza is making a lot of fucking noise. Loving his confidence. Um, but Make Me Hurt. I just feel like he was the best drafted side in the league. Uh, I'm going to the footy with him tomorrow night, so I don't want to get on his bad side. I want him to make sure he's buying a few beers because uh, <laughs> it's usually me buying the beers of the footy. Oh, that's uh, a <laughs> You know it is. You know you're always sending me up the aisle, going to get a two rounds per quarter, eight beers a game. So uh, dip into that back pocket, uh, Hewitt's, and um, – yeah, don't be afraid to reach out and get a, get a couple of rounds for us. So, uh, making me hear it's going to be a good night at the footy tomorrow night on the Blue Boys, and um, he'll get the uh, chocolates this week, and he'll have another good week and another good week on the mental health front. This one really, I've gone back and forth. I picked it early on the week. I picked it on Monday night. It was a clear matchup for me. Uh, I'm going to play the numbers game here. I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to tip two P Resi. <laughs> That's a stonker of a matchup. That's going to be that's going to be banging. Clear head to head matchup this week. Yep. Everyone, yeah, everything else. And on that note, I also want to call out Supercoach. They need to fix their projections a little bit. While we're speaking of Supercoach, they do need to. I think it's early in the year, so I'm going to pay them a little bit of a pass. But they do need to adjust them. They need to accordingly. Fix that. Yeah. They're very low. I feel in a lot of areas, but. I'm going to call out Supercoach for the waiver drop on Tuesday morning. Oh, you were not happy about this. Now, there's not many that would know about this. There was only at least two, maximum three, that were online at the waiver o'clock time of 4 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Now, if you're brave enough and committed enough to be up at that time uh, at 4 o'clock for the waiver drop, to see the waiver drop and then attack the free agents um, at your disposal firsthand, at the way at the uh, free agency, you should be rewarded for that, Steve. Would you agree? I do think so. You don't have to get up at four o'clock. You get up whatever time you want. But if you want to get up at four o'clock and get your super coach free agent time Bonanza. in order, go for it. Now I'm up at four a.m. every morning. I'm not up at four a.m. for waiver o'clock every day, but I am up at four a.m. So I was up at four a.m. on Tuesday morning, and there's only one man that's up at that time in the morning, and that is the mastermind Nigel Nunga. He's the only man up at that time, myself and the Nunga. The waiver did not drop at 4 o'clock. The waiver dropped at 4.10. All the waiver claims went through. Now, standard procedure following that is once the waiver has dropped, all the players that were not claimed on the waiver move straight to free agency, and those up at that time can pick freely from the free agents that are available. Without having to wait. Without having to wait. That's the beauty of being up at 4 o'clock. You get... First choice at the free agents. What happened? The free agents did not become free agents. They stayed on the waiver. So at four o'clock, I'm sitting there making waiver claim, making waiver claim, saying, why aren't these free agents available? The the free agents did not become free agents until 5.30 a.m., which means most people are, most tradesmen are up and about around that time having a sticky nose. So it became a finger race. I was at the gym after every set, I would go back to my phone, message Brendan, have the waiver drops. Eventually, Brendan, uh, the Noonga, the, the, the mastermind, the good bloke that he is, he actually let me know that the waivers had dropped and become free agents. And I got my picks at the uh, the free agency. But that's a big slip up from Supercoach. 
I was almost going as far as to say that I was actually going to post in the in the socials and say, look, boys, I'm up at four o'clock. I really want to make these claims. Um, obviously, clearly no one else is available. Uh, no one else is awake. I think it's fair that I get these picks, but I just thought that is just cheap petty. I'll get that much backlash from that. So I didn't do it. Luckily enough, no one was awake at 5.30 and I got to pick who I wanted to pick, but that is not good enough from Supercoach also. Uh, I think it's a fair call. After a big off-season from Supercoach with a lot of upgrades, yes. that was a bad start Live to the first wave drop that. of the year. I agree. Uh, I see the frustration there. Uh, those up that early should be rewarded. Uh, well out of my time frame for getting up, but uh, each to their own. Um, I think they'll bounce back. They're due for a big week. Fair enough. And that was uh, this week's head-to-head matchup. It's going to be an absolute corker. We're going to move on to one of our favourite segments. They're all our fucking favourite segments. It's this week's applauses. <laughs> what do you got, Steve? There's a few in there. All right, first weekly applause goes to the Baggies and the Wanners with the round one Hutto each. Second applause goes to Timbo Slice and the Green Demons making big moves on the waiver this week. Love to see that. Big moves. Active. That's all we asked for. Uh, and third one. This what, is in the nomination basket. This was possibly going to be into the Hall of Fame nom. That's what I was thinking. Wow. Uh, it was cotton chasing bags on uh, Sunday night. That's big. We love drug use. <laughs> we love drug use, abuse, anything to do with it. So, well done to King of the North there. King of the North. Was he successful? Not sure. Reach out. Socials. Let us know. Obviously, he's listening. Uh, my applause is this week. Not sure who watched it. I watched all games this week, and I actually pulled the Boydo this weekend and watched all nine games live. <laughs> Um, so for those watching the Geelong Dons game on the Saturday Arvo, you wouldn't have missed it. And it was the mullet on the boundary umpire in that game. The respect on a nice mullet gets uh, countrywide appreciation, I feel, these days. Definitely. Definitely. And it had just it had a nice bounce on it. It was just Oh, geez, it was good. Just some real like. I'll get it up on the socials. Yeah, yeah, good call. Uh this one here, close to the heart for mine. I absolutely love this. So this is to get on the Geary for flexing his draft Legends merch in the CBD on the weekend. Yeah, that's, that's big. That's huge. For the brand. Officially for the brand. He was loving a draft day. Did not take it off. Uh, let me know that he was wearing it on um, the weekend in the CBD for Jaden Kernigan's birthday. Shout out, Kern. Hope oh, you had a good day. Um, I actually asked Get on the Geary. I'm like, please tell me that has not come off since last Sunday. He said, look, unfortunately it has. Um, it needed a good wash. And that's fair enough. There was some stains of glory on it that night. So a big shout out to Get on the Geary for running that in the CBD. Uh, and this one here, close to the heart again. This is for Mark Pittnett, a.k.a. Brad, a.k.a. Strength, a.k.a. Mr. Worldwide after seven long years of service, finally completing his Bachelor of Commerce degree. Steve, I know you'll be big on that as a part-time studier. Shout out. Uh, it's a pain in the ass, so it's a nip in the ass. Well played to uh, Mark Pittnett. Well done. Scrobs, man. Scrobs, man. He's a good man, Brad. Bradley. Brad Pitt. <laughs> good man. What happened to Nico TDK Ka- on the weekend? Actually, he's Nico Kelly's cousin. Your man, Oak Milk. Oakers? Oak Milk's cousin, Mark Pittnett. No shit. No shit. You know what? We'll try to get him on here this season. There we go. Pitt now, come on. I know you're a big list. You're probably listening now. Uh, congrats on we'll the draft. Uh, we'll get a little Bachelor draft legends uh, package. We'll get a couple of teas. Um, gift bag. Gift bag. That's right. 
We're going to move on to our next segment. It's YCBS. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. What do we got? It's a fan favourite, this one. It's um, Mark Pitnett, a.k.a. Strength, hitting the post in the goal square. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. <laughs> See, was, easy come, tough. easy go. Yeah. <laughs> easy come, easy go. We can give you an applause. We can put you straight back down with the YCBS as well, Pitt. Um, second up, Fox Footy commentary team calling Chad Wingard the Chad. During Hawks v North coverage. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. <coughs> this one got to me. <laughs> YCBS, Green Demons pulling a Boydo claim that Jack Hayes was going to be a star pre round one when it never happened. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That gotta, is the Boydo experience. Gonna need some proof. <laughs> or it stays in the nomination basket. Can't just claim that. Anywho. And last one, this is controversial. Um, you wanted in the applauses. I'll put in the YCBS. We're going to put this one to a vote to see where it finally lands. It's Mason Cox repping Sonny's on the Friday night game. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Look, I'm not going to argue with it. It's your YCBS, so it's it, it will it will stay where it lands. It will land where it is nominated, and yep. that is there. Uh, so it's staying there. Uh, it has to. Well, the people can vote for it. Or they cannot. It's up to them. At the yeah, end of the day. that's right. Uh, myself, Steve, um, I've got a couple here. Um, I've actually got two for myself, but I'm going to merge them into one um, because I just don't think I deserve to. And that's just myself having an absolute disaster week on and off the socials this week, numerous occasions, whether it was personal chats with Get On The Geary, having knowing, no, absolutely no idea what he was implying um, on numerous occasions when he was being crystal clear. And also myself doing incorrect math uh, on Get On The Geary's Hutto watch call. You cannot be serious. It just, I was not on this week. Not that I'm like on all the time or ever on, but yeah, just I had a blind uh, disaster this week. So just rough, rough round one. I'll nominate myself. That's fine. Put the hand up. Love it. Uh, this one here, this one's a good one. This is Chris O cooking out <laughs> over the live scoring update on the Supercoach app last Friday night. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. I think it was Wednesday night, actually. He just could not get his head around what was going on with the scoring, where everyone was getting their scoring <laughs> from. But the fact of the matter is we were talking about it for an hour and how Supercoach has upgraded big time with the live scoring on their app. He's like, how do you get the scores on fan footy? <laughs> like, come on, Chris. Fan footy taking a hit after uh, that addition from Supercoach this year for sure. Stocks are gone down big time. You can basically delete your footy line app. <laughs> uh, this one here, I'm not sure who saw it, but I fucking dead set saw it. And this is Reese Conker being the, the runner for the Melbourne Footy Club on Wednesday night opener. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That is more airtime than he's gotten in a long time. He would have had more touches uh, being the runner than he did in his AFL career, I reckon. I, that's probably not a bad call Did at you all. see him? I did not see it. Uh, uh, once, even, you, once you saw it, know. you couldn't unsay it. Had he he, was, he like was everywhere. He was everywhere. <laughs> he was everywhere. He brought he brought his own footy. That's he was he was everywhere. Uh, how do you get a gig like that? I'm not sure. Uh, it's the old Tom Lynch from North Melbourne. Get a gig on the list and try and play a game. I'm not too sure. Uh, and this one dead set. This could lock it up for the season. I'm not really sure. It'll get my ten votes. But uh, this is for look. It wanted. I wanted to put in the applause. I really did. But at the end of the day. It's a fucking YCBS. And this is for Bluey's Backyards playing Supercoach Draft, Fantasy Draft, Supercoach <laughs> Classic, and Fantasy Classic this season. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious.
He's quadruple dipping. That's a lot to handle for uh, old Bluey's backyard. And there. you know what? As long as he doesn't make it as an excuse, as I've got a lot on my plate in terms of fantasy, I'll pay it. But if, if he brings that up once as an excuse, um, yeah, it's locked up. So watch this space then for sure. Yeah, it is. So that, that wasn't good enough for Marcus. Um, this week's Paz of the Week, gentlemen. Hey, man. I, I am get to the Ben Cavs house. Um, this one here, this is a personal one. Uh, this week's Paz of the Week, the, the man is Jared Brander. Um. I'm not sure how many of you noticed or how many it affected, but this seriously affected me. Uh, this is a pass of the week for basically Jared Brander's anxiety, mental health, and um, paranoia levels uh, this week for wearing our man, the rapists, number 31 for GWS. Not sure who noticed it or how much you took into it, but GWS should have retired that jumper, uh, the rapist jumper. It just does not look right on anyone other than Jeremy Finlayson. It's just it does not look right with anyone running around it uh, if you're not the rapist. Simple as that. For mine, unfortunately, uh, Jared Brander, by wearing that, he just automatically inherits rapey vibes uh, after donning that Guernsey. Um, I, I can't look at Jared Brander the same. I owned him last season. Uh, I can't look at him the same now He as long as he wears that number 31. And I just I feel sorry for the man. I can't imagine... Um, his mental health this week uh, when he pulled that Guernsey on and GWS said, mate, you're number 31. So this week's Paz of the Week is Jared Brander. Hey, man. I am get to the Ben Cavs house. If you get a chance, go back, have a look at the footage, just watch one possession from Jared Brander and it's just rapey. Did he... You get to choose your AFL number, don't you? Oh, uh, look. If he chose the 31, shame on him. That's what of shame worthy. He should, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> If he chosen, um, can we get Intel King maybe to do some deep, deep dive digging on that one? We'll do. We'll try to get the league on that. Uh, but that was this week's Pass of the Week. We're going to move on to a new segment this season. It's not here every week. It's just when it needs to be here. And it is this week's Draft Legends Hall of Fame. Or Wall of Shame, depending on what's available that week. As I said, we're not pushing for it. We're only doing what comes natural. And Steve, for you, something came natural to you this week for one area. It was, um, it's the wall of shame. This week, we'll be inducting Tom Morris. Uh, after getting one, everyone's love and support, we've touched on it before, less than 24 hours, the video, the messages, uh, just an all-around gutter journalist. Um, so, yeah, wall of shame worthy and welcome to the club, Tom Morris. Might be looking for a gig at uh, Draft Legends at this stage. He can be a reporter for the Draft Legends, no doubt. He joins a league company there as well in Boydo as the, the two inductees in the Draft Legends Wall of Shame. So he's an illustrious company there and he should be proud. Get your uh, get your noms in as well, uh, onwards and upwards. Love a nom and we'll decide. Uh, I think that's nearly it for the pod, Steve. Just all about. she wrote. Yeah, all she wrote, except for one more segment. Let's get to know the Cron Hunter. It's become a, fa- a fan favourite, Steve. A lot of people are reaching out saying they're big fans of it. I'm not actually getting too many requests in, but I've got a couple myself this week. Oh, hit me. What have we got? They're pretty easy this week. I whipped them up pretty late. I actually forgot about the segment. <laughs> um, the Must fir- be going well. The first one based on um, <laughs> basically what I was dipping into at the start of the show, and that is Ritz or Savoy's. Ritz. 
Ritz, you're a Ritz, Ritz man. Ritz, I'm a Savoy's man. Ritz, I like Ritz. Ritz what do you like nice. about them? Just a bit softer. Um, just nice. Not nice with all things. Okay, you like Savoy's Ritz. Savoy's a bit too dry. This one's based on basically what you were talking about last week and a YCBSU in terms of your fitness, group fitness classes. What do you prefer, barbell squats or chin-ups? <laughs> barbell squats. I cannot do a chin-up to save my life at the moment, so I'll avoid that at all costs. So you're a big legs man. You're right <laughs> training yeah, yeah. legs. These tree trunks, have a look at them, of oh, course. This one here, this is a little bit of a treat. Um, chocolate or lollies, Steve? You got a, you're a big man with a sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. If I'm ripped, chocolate. Yeah, and if you're not ripped, lollies. So which one is it overall? We're gonna stick with chocolate. Yeah, no, nah, I love that. Chocolate. I'm a chocolate man too. Um, this is a tough one. Zach Merritt or the Human Jet DP3? Oh, oh, that one's tough. DP3, the Human Jet. Nah, he's a big draft legends man. He's a big fan of the pod. Shout out. Didn't have the greatest game of the week, and hopefully he can bounce back. Shout out to us. Um, now this one, geez, this one is tough. This one is tough, but I think I know the answer. Which do you prefer, Steve? Being cooked on a Sunday <laughs> or paying for a route at the brothel and not coming? Oh, paying for a route and not coming? Yes. Uh, I'll take cooked on a Sunday. You prefer being cooked on a Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think most people would be. I'm talking real fucking cooked, though. Real fried? Real friesy, like, like batting for 10 hours, not coming. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll, I'll take cooked on a Sunday, I guess. <laughs> Kids are happy about I'll take that. either option, really, I guess. Kids are happy about that. You don't want to be putting it in, hairs. You don't want to be put in either of those positions, let's be honest. Um... That's the end of pod, Steve. Not sure of the runtime. We had a couple of things where we had to pre-record some stuff. Uh, but look, great to get round one out of the way. It's great to be back here doing the heavyweight segments. Hope everyone's enjoying the pod. Uh, I'm sure you guys are. Shout out to a few people. First of all, Kurt from Caroline Springs. Oh, yeah. I know he rated the oh, shout out last week. Shout so out he's getting Kurt one again, again this yeah. week. Uh, big man, we're actually trying to get him on the socials, uh, on the on the pod, Steve. Uh, get on the gear, he's working on that. We want to get him on the airwaves. Perfect. Um, and yeah, shout out to the boys, Scribe V3, the rating defending Scribe, and the, the division killer for clearing it up. Hopefully everybody can drop that subject. It's dropped in my opinion. Look, they may have made a little fuck up. They've owned it. Nothing in the rule book. We move forward. Asterix next to the division killer's name. If he wins the ship, let's go from there. Well said, Dreamer. Pleasure being here. Uh, do it all again with you, mate. Onwards to round two. Thank you to Scribe V3 and Scribe V4 for jumping on the line tonight. Um, shout out to the Wanners in the UK. Shout out to Kurt in Caro. Um, it's been a great fucking week. Love is all. We'll see you next week. You've listened to the Draft Legends. Oh.